now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry, thanking God for another week that we can bring forth the Word of God and, and some music to praise the name of our God. And uh, we'd like to say this today. We'd like for you to listen because we want to talk about the condition of the world, what's going on in the world over there in the Mideast, what does the Word of God uh, have to say about those things and sometimes to get a better understanding of what's happening today you have to go clear back to the very fibers of the civilizations or the people that are in the area today where they came from and what happened in the Word of God and that's what we want to talk about so we've got some good things coming up we're gonna have a song here in just a little bit from Je brother John and friends and he's gonna be singing about how he wants to be like God. He wants to be like Jesus, and and uh, that's important to him. So it's his desire to be like Jesus. So listen, we got some good things coming up today.
We see a lot of things going on today in the world, and um, it makes me want to search the Word of God and find out what's going on. And uh, I believe there's a lot of things prophesied in the Word of God about this last day, and uh, we should be able to see the signs of the times and know the hour that we're living in, or, or at least close to it. And I think about how that Israel is over there, and there's people today that hate her, despise her, want to destroy, want to see them all annihilated. and that there should not be a, a state of Israel at all. Others think the solution is to make two states, one for the Palestinians and one for Israel. And um, I'm not sure that's going to fix anything. Now, some think that that's the way it will have to be fixed. But uh, I'd like to go back to the fibers of these people and things that the Bible has said. And it's so interesting as you begin to study the Word of God and just trace these people back to their origin. And I think about in Genesis, the 12th chapter, when God began to deal with Abraham. And then <clears throat> he had some experiences, you know, and he met up with Melchizedek, uh, king of uh, Salem. And, and Melchizedek, uh, sort of interesting fellow. He didn't have no uh, mother, no father, beginning of end, uh, beginning of days or end of life. And uh, so um, sort of interesting. And he was the high priest of God, and Abraham gave tithes to him, and, and uh, he brought bread and wine and blessed Abraham. 
Well, then you move on and you get to the 15th chapter, and God makes a covenant with Abraham. It's the covenant of the land. And uh, this is about verse 18, and he tells him that, uh, see all this land, and he told him the borders, and from the river of Egypt to the river Euphrates, and he told him that uh, that was going to be for him and his seed after him. Abraham don't have no children at the time, and uh, he's concerned about that, and he said he was childless, and Sarah wasn't able to have a child. Well, and God tells him he will. And uh, Sarah had a little problem with that. And, and uh, so she, in the 16th chapter, she gave uh, her handmaid, Hagar, and thought that, well, uh, Hagar could have the child and bring it up as my child. I believe it's what she thought. And, uh, but whenever that uh, Hagar got pregnant and realized she was pregnant to Abraham, well, she began to hate Sarah. And then there was friction there. And uh, then in the 17th chapter, God makes a covenant of circumcision with Abraham. And uh, his name is changed uh, because he's going to be the father of many nations. And so God changes his name to, to Abraham. It was Abram before that. And Sarai, he changed her name to Sarah. And because she's going to be the mother of many nations and kings. So they're both now... Their names have been changed, and God has promised a seed, but it looks almost impossible. And uh, even Abraham said there in that 17th chapter, he said, Oh God, that Ishmael might live before thee. And uh, then in verse 19, though, God said, Sarah is thy wife, and uh, she shall bear thee a son Indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So even though Ishmael was Abraham's son, he was the son to the bound woman, Hagar, and uh, the covenant was not with him. The covenant was going to be with the promised seed that God had said Sarah was going to have that child. And when it happened, I think Abraham was about 100 years old and, and uh, Sarah was 90 and it looked like an impossibility. And even Abraham, when God told him what was going to happen, he laughed. And then uh, later uh, in the 18th chapter, Sarah also, whenever they God come to confirm that and said about the time of life, Sarah's going to have this child, and she laughed. And uh, it did seem uh, like a laughable situation, a man 100 years old and a woman 90 years old going to have a, have a child. But God brought it forth. If he said it, he can do it, and he caused it to happen. So Isaac is born in the 21st chapter. Not only is he born, but on the eighth day, he was circumcised, and uh, then he was weaned at uh, some point in time in that 21st chapter. And by this time, from what I understand, Ishmael had to be about 13 years old. And because he was circumcised, Abraham was circumcised, and now Isaac is born. And uh, on the eighth day, he is circumcised to fulfill the covenant that God had made with Abraham. So Ishmael is uh, there, and... Here, Sarah catches Ishmael mocking Isaac. That upset her, and, and that's whenever she wanted Abraham to make the bound woman and her son leave uh, because there wasn't going to be no heir with her child, uh, Isaac. And I thought about something else when I was reading that. I thought about up in the New Testament...
on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, some were amazed, but the Bible said there was some there that mocked also, because this was the beginning of a brand new birth for a spiritual nation, and uh, we find that others mocked. And I thought back there with Ishmael mocking Isaac, well then, we know the story there that uh, Sarah wanted her out, and so Abraham, uh, God told him, said, you go ahead and do what Sarah said. So the bound woman and her son was put out. And uh, then uh, things began to happen. Isaac uh, grew up, and uh, then in uh, uh, the 24th chapter of Genesis, about there, Isaac takes a wife, and her name is Rebecca. And it's interesting uh, how all that happened. Abraham was so concerned about getting him a wife, and he sent his servant. There's a big story there, an interesting story. And uh, well, he went to the same people where his wife came from and uh, took a wife for his son Isaac. Well, then uh, she becomes pregnant, and in the 25th chapter, uh, there was something that really stood out to me. When I think about the fibers of these nations, in verse 21 and, and verse 22, uh, she would begin to have a struggle. Isaac had entreated the Lord that she could get pregnant, and she got pregnant. And then it seemed like there was something wrong. There was a struggle in her womb. And she went to God and said, Why is it thus? What's going on? And uh, uh, they struggled in the womb, and uh, God said, There's two nations in your womb and uh, two different kinds of people. And uh, so this is Isaac and Rebecca now, and uh, there's two childs, two twins in her womb. But the Bible said it was two nations. And I think about today, so much of this going on about uh, when is it all right to abort a child? And uh, they're not really uh, human or for real, I guess, until the, after they're born, take their first breath. I've heard all kind of things, but here it was different. With God, God said there was a struggle going on the very fibers now. We're going back to the womb. And there was a struggle between these two in the womb. That was uh, Jacob and Esau. And we find that uh, when they are born, that uh, Esau was born first and he got the birthright. And yet there is a verse of Scripture that tells us in the Bible, it's, uh, there are a couple places, that uh, God said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And that's some pretty strong stuff there. But God had a reason for that. Now, we know the story. Esau then, he is the, the one that has the birthright. He was born first. And yet there came a day whenever that uh, Jacob actually, or Esau, sold his birthright to Jacob for just a bowl of soup, so to speak, a, a mess of uh, uh, portage. And so uh, at that time, he was called Edom. And that's interesting because Edom means red. The soup was red. And he was uh, of a different texture and everything than uh, makeup than what Jacob was. Jacob was smooth skin. Uh, Esau was uh, red. He was hairy. And because there was two different types of people, and that, God said, while they was in the womb, they was going to be like that, even though that they were twins. So we find that it says the elder, now God made this statement before they was born, the elder shall serve the younger. And so that meant Esau was going to end up serving Jacob. Well, that didn't set too well with Esau. And uh, we know that 
he finally sold his birthright, didn't think anything about it. And then when he realized one day what he had done, he had lost the blessing whenever that Isaac called him in. And uh, we know the story there where he was uh, a little deceptive thing going on there. He thought he was blessing Esau. And here he was giving the blessing to Jacob. And that's an interesting story. But there was a reason for it. And Esau realizes now he's lost that inheritance. He's lost the blessing. And uh, so then he hates Jacob and planned to kill Jacob. After his father had passed and all that, he planned on killing Jacob. Well, then uh, their mother got together uh, with Jacob and and got him out of there and sent him to the house of Laban and in a country there where he'd be away from Esau. And it's there that uh, Jacob uh, takes his wife, actually two wives. And uh, he stays there until at a later date and then comes back to Israel. All these stories are in the book of Genesis and in your Bible. And it's so interesting when you begin to go back and check the very fibers of these people. Now, his Esau was Edom then. And then he became the father of the Edomites. But this was interesting. Esau took, uh, uh, he wanted a wife. So he took two daughters, two wives, and they was uh, of uh, the Canaanite and uh, the people of the land at that time, and uh, the daughters of Seth. And this was a grief unto Isaac and Rebekah because, after all, they didn't believe in the same God, and there was a lot of friction there. And it was just a grief to Isaac and Rebekah to, uh, when Esau took him those wives. Later, Esau thinks, well, I'll do something maybe that'll please my mother and dad, and he took a wife of Ishmael. All right. Now, we know that Ishmael, he uh, does not like Isaac at all. And uh, he felt that he was cheated. He felt he was the oldest son. But see, he was not the promised seed. He was not the seed that God had promised Abraham. And he, uh, uh, but he felt that he was um, mistreated. And of course, then there was that bitterness and hatred then between uh, Ishmael for Isaac. He, he hated Isaac. Now you got Jacob and Esau. And uh, we find Esau, he hates Jacob now. And uh, this is building up. And uh, it don't look good. Well, there was a reason for all those things. I mean, when they happened, uh, it began to form nations of people. You had the Israelites. You have the Ishmaelites. Uh, and, of course, you had these other heathen nations around there. And then uh, you had the Edomites, the descendants of uh, Esau. But the Edomite is a mixture, Esau, the Canaanite, and the Ishmaelite. So there's a mixture there of those people. And uh, <clears throat> there was a bitterness between them. And you can read story after story as you come down through the Word of God and uh, where... There was a few times that Edom seemed to work with Israel. They seemed to get along. There was a time whenever that uh, three kings came together. And uh, we find that the king of Edom and the king of Israel and the king of Judah had uh, come together to go to battle. And there's a wonderful story there how that 
Uh, they didn't know how, did not know how they was going to defeat that enemy. The, the enemy was so vast, and uh, yet God told them to uh, dig this valley full of ditches, and God did a miracle. Water came then down into those ditches and filled them all, and uh, then early in the morning, the sun, when it came up, if I remember the story right, uh, it looked like blood down in that valley, and the enemy thought there had already been a great battle, and they, they got afraid, and uh, they fled. And that's how God gave them a victory. But most of the time, there was actually warfare or battle, uh, bitterness between Edom and Israel, and uh, or Judah. And in the days of David, they fought against Edom. And actually, Joab went over at one point and stayed about six months in Edom and killed every male there uh, because there was uh, just that friction all the time and battle uh, between them. And there was other stories in the Bible. Even clear up to the days of Jesus, Herod himself was an Edomite. And uh, I have read some history that said whenever that uh, the Romans come in against Israel that uh, even the Edomites chose to fight with the Romans and because they hated Israel. So now there's a lot of prophecy that I'll deal with next week about the Edomite, who he was, and uh, what happened to the Edomite people according to the Scripture and according to the Bible. And uh, because there is no nation of Edom today, uh, and uh, so a lot of people say, well, they was completely annihilated. They was done away with. But we're going to go into the Bible. And uh, next week, Lord willing, I'll deal with some of that. What happened to the Edomite? And uh, do they play any role in the world today? We know that the Ishmaelite does because uh, that is the Arab people today. And uh, we know also that there was other people involved, such as which we call Iran today, but that was the old Persian Empire. And we read stories in the Bible about what happened back through history there. So the fibers of these nations tell us stories that makes us realize why there is friction over there today and uh, how it's going to be handled. So Lord willing, next week I'll be talking about that. So we would like for you to tune in next week. We thank you for tuning in today. And I want you to think about when you study the Old Testament, you go back to Genesis, and you begin to study about the very fibers of these nations, where they came from, how it came about, and uh, what happened between these people. Then we can understand better the attitude that uh, we have today in the world by certain people uh, against Israel and against what's going on over there right now and what they would like to see done. So it's all in the Word of God. So it's a very interesting story, and uh, Lord willing, I'll be talking about that next week. Brother Don Johnson sings a song, and we want to play that for you now, how that God has given us more than enough to sustain us.
have been listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here on WMBS.